0: That's pretty good. Danny
1: doesn't lie to you. They don't lie to you. They cradle you against their bosom, and they feed you when you're drunk. They spoon-feed you. And they say, it's alright, my sweet summer child, because <laughs> you're only paying $4.99 for these pancakes, and mm-hmm. you can trust them. And you can have as many as you want.
0: <laughs> what up? Welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners. Your full spoiler reread podcast of George R.R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series. I'm Nate. And joining me, as always, is my irate brother, Zach. Fuck IHOP. All right. No. All right. All right. What up? It. I'm Zach. This and I'm Zach still angry. At IHOP, apparently. At our
1: earlier lunch venture. Yes. Anyway. IHOP. So,
0: lots has happened since whenever the last episode came out.
1: Yeah, it's been. It's been good. I call it my podcast life because when I'm doing things for the podcast, checking our socials, our emails, notes, anything, doing the podcast. It's just I've been having such a good time with it. We're getting emails from a ton of you guys, and we appreciate every single one. We love listening to you guys. Nate's been throwing up some polls. I think we just put one up today. <laughs> that one was uh, it's, uh, just yeah. a joke one, but we were arguing about uh, in in pod uh, podcast context about uh, what we should discuss next as far as books or shows and Desperate Housewives and uh, Real Housewives yeah, of Atlanta. Yeah, came I don't up.
0: yeah, something like that. We've
1: seen neither show. Uh I've seen obviously I've seen glimpses here and there. It's just a horse shit pull for the fuck of it. But we <laughs> decided to throw that up. I am team Desperate Housewives because I remember the only reason I named Desperate Housewives is because it used to be on around the same time as Lost. I remember that. So I would yeah. always be seeing Desperate Housewives. Yeah, I don't
0: know why I said Real House Wives of Atlanta or whatever cuz I Cuz you got
1: bras in Atlanta. Bro- that's what it is, Yeah. <laughs> So,
0: first of all, last week, last episode, there may have been some, there may have been, there was some sound editing it errors. There was. For some reason, my audio decided to include an extra, like, six seconds of silence, and that mislined the the sound. But, for the most part, it, it just, it was still audible. I didn't, I, I didn't fix it You yet. know? Technology, I'll get to
1: it. Can, it can. I'll get to it. It's like life. prophecy. It can, uh, it can take you in its mouth and bite your prick off. So, right. we blame technology on that one. But
0: yeah. So then the next thing that I need to mention is there was a point in the last chapter, that the last chapter when Tyrion was offered or demanded his trial by combat when Tyrion was being woken up by Sir Vardis Egan. He gets kicked. Yeah. And he he was demanding some things from Servardus. And he, Servardus says, Your wish is not my concern. For some reason, one of the hosts, you know, that doesn't happen to be Nate, said that your concern is not my wish. And so if anybody caught that, I sure as heck did. And I know that I am absolutely furious. Rebuttal time? Rebuttal time. (laughs) Rebuttal time? Can I have my piece?
1: Can I have my piece? All right, let me get a rebuttal. So, one, (coughs) I don't like the way you are excitement shaming me for how excited I was over last chapter. And so, in my excitement, I got a little tongue tied. I don't think that that's right if (laughs) you shame me and go fuck yourself. No, I caught it. Fuck. (laughs) me I guess Uh, yeah I just I get so wrapped up in it I don't
0: give a shit you don't like it that's all right. We were mush mushmouth the episode yeah, before. Yeah, that, that, that's so. what
1: I, like, you know. Anyway, I think you guys understand me, and if you don't, I'm sorry, but I just get so excited yes. sometimes. So, my this brain works chapter, real than my as
0: mouth. I mentioned last time, we were reading Tyrion, where he got his trial by combat I- approved by Lysa Aaron. Sky Cells were driving him a little nutty. Yep. And he got Bronn the Cell Sword to rise as his champion. And now we enter into Ned 10. Last time
1: we left Ned, Ned had broken his little leg. Yes,
0: shattered his leg, which is the absolute worst of what happened that day. Jory Cassell's death meant nothing. Hashtag shit on Rob. Because
1: that just seems to be the the theme of our...
0: So this chapter opens up on Ned dreaming. And the first thing he mentions is that he's had this dream before. He's dreamt
1: an old dream.
0: And I really like that that immediately, you know, brings us to the past, to the... The Ned before the Ned, the, the Rebellion Ned, and he's dreaming of three knights in white cloaks and Liana in her bed of blood.
1: And a tower long fallen.
0: Yes, so in his dream, his friends ride with him, and so I've I've just listed them here with their little trait that he gives for as each they, one. As they
1: had in life, which I just thought was important. These are... As much as this is a dream, this is also a memory. He's recalling things are very similar to how they actually played. And out.
0: so the nice the thing about this is that it can be it still has to be taken similar to a prophecy that it's not perfect. It's yeah, not exactly. Yeah, yeah, exact. yeah. It's not exact. But it has at least a little more validity, I think. In well, fact I mean that that, it's, specif- it's specifically
1: up. with that line, they uh, his friends rode with him as they had in life. So it's exactly. Just, yeah, yeah.
0: So riding with him is Martin Cassel, mm. which is Jory's father. R.I.P. Theo Wool. Yep. Who he was ever faithful, Brandon Squire, Ethan Glover, the Gentle of Heart, Mark Riswell, and Howland Reed, the little Kranigman, and finally Lord Dustin himself rode along.
1: Dun, dun, dun. And
0: we actually, and I like because you know, obviously it's the Tower of Joy. It's a big scene here, but the the Lord Dustin himself. We we meet Lady Dustin yeah. in, in a few books, and she is not a fan of Ned Stark. Because of this outcome.
1: I, so, I didn't even go into it at the top of the show, but this is one of, if not my favorite fucking chapter in a Game of Thrones. And it's because of all of, all of this. This, this here, and we get a little more later on. This Tower of Joy stuff is so... Martin has this scene in his head, like, yes. and this is we we were talking about it the other day. As uh, we play Dungeons and Dragons, we've mentioned it before. And as a dungeon master, uh, I tell the story. And I was we were talking the other day about how there's certain scenes that I just have in my head for yes. how I want. I feel like this is one of Martin's one of those where the Tower of Joy and what happened there, he knows, he knows down exactly. to the last because
0: the last grain of the disc- rock even on the in this ground. this
1: hazy dream, because. Um, ned currently says that he had once known their faces as well as his own but I, over which time I really like and, 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 and in the dream as well they're they're only shadows now which is important gray Wraiths on horses made of mist and we had some correspondence about yes this episode, which was really cool The Silent Sisters, they agree they this is also uh, one of their entire favorite chapters of the entire series and they really like the the mention of the rates, and that seems to be Martin's influence from Tolkien, yeah, showing his Tolkien influence. And which again, you see, is
0: a, a, a constantly thing, uh, thing that we're constantly reminded of that he has these influences of. But that was a a good one to pick up on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 10. They 0. have
1: much more to say. We'll get into it as we usually do. Right, but yeah. it says, uh, and we get this litany re- repeated many times. They were seven facing three, as in real life. Again. This confirmation of this is yes. one of the things that was true, and to then form.
0: it says, But the three were no ordinary men, and I that line can apply in so many different fucking ways. Like, because obviously, these three men are three that are in very high standing throughout history, mm-hmm. like, they, they have places in history. All three of them are well known, um, one of them less so than the other two. But on top of that, like, it, what are their significance in the dream? What are what is their significance to Rhaegar? Like, why are they there? And it gets pulled in here in a minute as well when he he goes in. So first, let's well, mention uh, who they are. So
1: we, well, we get the uh, the description here, and this again, just this description of they these three. They waited before the round tower, the red mountains of Dorne at their backs, while their white cloaks billowed in the wind. Just. This this scene of these seven riders He's, riding up, Ned Stark, young Ned Stark, leading them, and there's just these three men, vigilant watchers, yeah, yeah, in front of this round tower with these beautiful sandy, mountains, sandy red mountains, yeah, like, and their cloaks billing. It's a dusty, it's a standoff, it's a high noon, fucking yeah. wild west type thing. And so we get first these three. Were no shadows. Their faces yes. are crystal
0: Now, clear. I think that's extremely important. I agree. Because Ned is not m- remembering his, his companions. His best friends, his closest companions. Like you, He can't recall them, but these three that he faced, and I think a lot of it has to do with his shame and guilt mm-hmm. about what actually may have occurred
1: here. Yeah. So, yeah, now we get the descriptions of the actual three. Yep. Sir Arthur Dane, the Sword of the Morning, had a sad smile on his lips. It mm. breaks my heart. The hilt of the Great Sword Dawn poking over his right shoulder. So, I mean, just going through, uh, the sad smile, is that just what's happening? Like, uh, So, essentially, we, we, we believe here that Liana has just given birth. Right up in the the bed, and that Rhaegar has told yes. them to stay so, here and protect.
0: I definitely think that because that's obviously I noted the sad smile, and I think it, a lot of it has to do with the fact that Arthur Dane has that similar honor as Ned, Ned and so he knows that Ned isn't a bad guy. No, that's, he's that's not that's a, here, and yeah. so he knows that Ned. Ned's going to see this child, see his sister safe and unharmed, mm-hmm. and he's happy for his for Ned Stark because, you know, Lyanna's going to be happy. I think he's also developed a bond with Liana.
1: I think so, too. And so
0: he's, like, the one person that can bring her peace here at this final moment. But they have to fight. But I have to protect mm-hmm. her because he killed my king. Yeah. And so it's this... That's they, so that's
1: what I was thinking as well. I just didn't know. And you, it's just heartwrenching. It's, yeah, it's just you know we have to fight even yes. though we are so similar.
0: So next is Sir Oswell went, and he is kneeling on his uh, on the ground beside Arthur Dane, sharpening his blade with a whetstone preparing just staying i think that's just a standard night thing there's always i think be it's a, that's...
1: it's it's the preparation the sort of the anxiety the butterflies of yeah like, it's a way to do yeah, something with your hands, do something keep, with your, your hands. keep yourself do, and between fights. those two <sighs> stood the fierce old sir gerald high tower the white bull the lord commander of the king's guard and as they ride up ned says i looked for you on the trident we were not there sir gerald answers him when King's Landing fell, Sir Jamie slew your king with a golden sword, and Whoa. I wondered where you were, and Sir Oswell says,
0: "Woe to
1: the usurper if we had been yeah, far away, sir Sir Gerald said, or Ares would yet sit the iron throne, and our false brother would burn in seven hells, yeah,
0: cause Ned had said when in King's Landing fell, Sir Jamie slew your king, and I wondered where you were, yeah, and uh. And so then he says, because that's, and I think it's, it's Ned pointing out that whole thing that you're the, you're the guard. You weren't there to protect Rhaegar. Well, yeah, he keeps you weren't saying in King's these Landing.
1: things, uh, when the, the princess and Sir Willem Derry fled with the princess, I expected to find you there with them. Yes. You weren't there. It's all these different. And he says,
0: Willem Derry, you know, is a true good gentle man, um, but he, we are. He was not of the Kingsguard. Yeah, he's not Kingsguard. Of the Kingsguard. Does not flee. And now, if you don't recall, uh, William William is the one who flew fled with Daenerys, and it was the first person that she remembers brother, having kindness yeah. to her. He was the drunken old big guy.
1: You um, abducted him, I believe. I, I, I think you're coup. right, actually. Yep. Nice. But um, yeah. So basically, we're we're getting this this first recollection here, and Ned is, and I don't think it's. like this is the brilliance of george's writing by ned repeatedly mentioning i expected to find you here i expected to find you here we're we're very subtly getting painted how significant what's happening here is very subtly that these three they should have been they They should have been everywhere else they should have been at ray side on the trident and if they had been Robert probably couldn't have faced Sir Arthur Dane, Sir Gerald Gerald Gerald, Hightower, Hightower, Oswald Oswald, Wynn. Yeah, Yeah, like it would have been. And Rhaegar, it would have been Dunsky. But instead, they're here guarding something. So it's just painting how significant of it. And yeah, Sir Gerald says, the Kingsguard do not flee, then or now, Sir Arthur Dane says as he dons Mm -hmm. his helm. Indicating. We
0: swore a vow, says Sir Gerald. And Ned's wraiths. Meet, move up beside him.
1: (sighs) Shadow, swords, and hand. And
0: Sir Arthur says, and now it begins, as he pulls out his great sword, Dawn.
1: And the blade is pale as milk glass, alive with light. And again, we get that they were seven against three.
0: And I like this in contrast to uh, Arthur Dane's sad smile. No, says Ned, with sadness in his voice.
1: Now it ends. Ugh. I just think, uh, I, I, much as the show is to people right now, season six of the show with this flashback with young Ned. Just, yeah. Uh, no, now it ends. Like,
0: it's such a... It's just a good line. Yeah. See, when, when you have good writing, it doesn't, it, it doesn't matter who's delivering it. It's going to sound good. I
1: guess just real quick, I, I was trying to think basically when this would be a good time to bring it up. I guess now. Okay. As we are a full spoiler reread podcast, the Silent Sisters brilliantly brought something to our attention in their latest email saying that this line right here with the now now it ends, uh, now it begins, now it ends, is very close to the word, uh, almost the exact opposite
0: type thing of... So the very next chapter is going to be Catlin 7, and it's where the uh, trial by combat's going on, stuff like that.
1: And at the very end, it says, is it over, Mother, the Lord of the Eerie asked. No, Catelyn wanted to tell him, it's only now beginning. And so it's it's just great contrast of one, this happened years and years and years yes, ago. Exactly. And then we have Catelyn now saying it in the very next chapter yeah. that it's happening. And so again. the cool
0: thing is is that and we've even mentioned it in passing before that Martin's been very good about the placement of his chapters, mm-hmm. lining Ned with Catelyn chapter or a Ned with an Arya chapter and having them correspond oh, yeah, and correlate yeah.
1: and just things in that way. So we just thought that was a good catch. So yes. we wanted to bring point to that. So it says that they clash together in a rush of steel and shadow. And he hears Liana screaming Eddard, and we kind of get like a, transi- a scene yeah. change transition. And so the transition
0: is super cool a it says, storm. "Oh yeah, go a, ahead." A storm of rose petals blew across the blood-streaked sky, as blue as the eyes of death. And <sighs> again, this is also something the the Silent Sisters uh, had mentioned. I have it underlined and as well. And yeah, me too. I have stars. So the a few references because we, you know, the the whole line is saying that the rose petals are blue. If you didn't, if you didn't understand, and we've gotten
1: constant reference to Liana and her bed of roses, yes. So they were assuming that she died in a bed. Uh, I yes. assume that she died in a bed of these winter and roses. And so I
0: really like the the imagery of the blood-streaked skies. So mm-hmm. We've got this red sky with these blue flower petals floating through the, the wind, streaming from the tower. Which, again,
1: to me, very much so seems to paint her death. Exactly. Yeah, the blood-streaked exactly. bed.
0: And then uh, the Not-So-Silent Sisters also mentioned, and I had picked up on the, the, the others mentioned there, of the blue eyes. As blue and of, yeah, the...
1: as blue as the eyes of death clearly yes. the only thing we know right now besides uh, Rhys Bolton. Huh? So then after... <laughs> <laughs> who has the blue eyes of death. Liana
0: then yells again. This time, Lord Eddard. So I did also catch that he called her Leah there. I'd never noticed that before, mm. that he had that little nickname for... Yeah. But when uh, when she calls him Lord Eddard, uh, that's when the the waking up is occurring. Yeah, he, She's he promises. Actually, he, he, yeah,
1: Liana, I promise, I promise. And then... It changes to a man's calling, Lord Eddard, and Ned wakes up, and then there's moonlight streaming into the Tower of the Hand. And Vanepool is standing there. Vanepool is next to him, and he asks how long his leg is splinted and plastered, and Vanepool answers him: six days and seven nights. And he offers Ned some water, which Ned is uh, skeptical at first, but he says it's just water. Pysel says you're going to be extremely thirsty, so Ned drinks, and the water. So,
0: Vanepool says then, very quickly, mm-hmm. that Robert has commanded Ned visits him immediately upon waking up.
1: Fuck you, Robert. Yeah, <laughs> like... so Ned answers saying, to tell him tomorrow. And then it says, the dream had left him as weak as a kitten. Which, to me, is just interesting wording because he literally... Is sitting here with his fucking leg plastered up and broken, but he's saying that it's the dream that's got him weakened right, right. And in this. That that it is it took that weak. much he out of him. Yeah, exactly. he he shouldn't view or speak with Robert in this state because he's just so defenseless. And yeah. he tells him that that he'll he'll, rec- he, he'll be happy to receive Robert here. Robert can come yeah. down, and he actually thinks that he hopes Robert's woken from a nice fucking sound sleep. Too. Exactly. A prick.
0: So then he goes to call for. <sighs> jory jory and but then, then he, realizes what happened and calls which him the is just such a humanizing thing yeah it yeah.
1: adds in of that you know if if anyone's ever not anyone but if you've ever experienced loss personally sort of that there's that you go to call them or and, go to have this
0: do this thing that you're so yeah. accustomed to and remember all of a sudden oh that i can't do that yeah so and so it's very yeah exactly he summons alan
1: the new uh captain of his guard and he asks tell me how things stand yeah. so and jamie so...
0: has dipped he bounced left fled to casterly
1: rock for uh to, to... join his father yes and lady catlin taking Tyrion is on every lip in the kingdom and because of this he's put on extra guards if it pleases ned and ned says it does then and he... he asks how his daughters fare
0: now, I really like these these lines here cuz This is very now, telling. Sansa has been praying over Ned since the beginning since mm-hmm. it's happened she's been they they both have been there every day. every day um but Sansa's been praying Arya has not spoken a single word out of anger towards the situation mm-hmm. this is this is it this is the catalyst mm-hmm. this is cuz i mean um and once again the the Nazi Silent Sisters I believe mentioned this. Yeah, I read yeah, they brought it up Nick as person. well. But it you know, yeah, she was she was pissed off about Joffrey. She knew that Cersei was a fucking bitch. She knew that Robert was a lazy fat cunt. But this is the moment. They, her they father. Killed, they, they killed, killed Jory Cassell. Like and and this yeah. is like the sweet captain of the guard. Just this, he's just this guy. This from great what we guy. know of
1: Bran, he, he used to play with Bran. I'm sure he used to, you know, oh, play Arya? swords Absolutely. with Arya Absolutely. and chase her around. And so
0: that plus her, her father, father potentially being killed. Obviously, that's the worst part of the situation yeah, yeah, whatsoever. Yeah. Rob. but just in general, like she's fucking pissed. I think. Jamie Lannister just started her list.
1: Oh yeah, it's it's pretty brutal. And then he goes on to say, She's a fierce little thing, my lord. I have never seen such anger in a girl. She yeah, she really is taking this and and keeping it in. She's just bottling this this hatred and I mean this is also at the time where right before this, she was getting her teachings from Cyrio. So yeah. all of this is kind of stewing inside her now. And yeah, absolutely. The, the Silent Sisters mentioned it. I, I caught it. You caught it. This is, I would believe, I think we all would believe, one of the pivotal Arya becoming Arya moments is seeing... What happened to her father, and and how shitty their luck has been this whole yeah, string, absolutely. and a, at the cause of these people that surround them—Jamie Lannister, Joffrey finger, yeah, all like all these people mm-hmm. have caused the death of Lady, the death of Jory, the broken leg of her father. It's all this shit is toward these people, so it definitely is now, creating yeah, me Yeah.
0: So then, Alan tells him that he's sent the body of Jory up to you oh, know. Oh well, when, like
1: Ned has stated that he wants his daughters kept safe. They're top oh, yeah, priority, yeah. Well, number one. Yeah. And Alan, I really like Alan's response because he stakes his light. Like, I will, yeah, like, on my life, my lord, nothing will happen to these girls. And, like, you just see that. He's even, though to Jory, that even though Jory's gone, like, Ned still has a few loyal Northerners who are there. Like, yeah, like, yeah. I'm not going to let anything happen to your daughters. I understand that. And so, yeah, Ned... Uh, he informs Ned that Jory and the others.
0: So Ned has another little Tower of Joy flashback right there with that, saying that uh, Jory's gonna have to be buried with his grandfather, because his father isn't there. No, his no. father was buried at the Tower of Joy. Ned with the rest. had with so Ned had pulled down the Tower of Joy and used the rubble. So I, first of all, how the fuck did he pull that first motherfucker? First of all,
1: down? I always clearly have fucking just blown past that point, that Ned so, rips the Tower of Joy down. Right.
0: So, and then the second thing is that he made Cairns for all of them. Yeah. Not just his friends, for everybody. Which Gerald explains Hightower, because we Arthur then know Dane. that he brings Storm back to Azharadine. So, Dane. yeah, like, fuck Ned.
1: Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Like, and that just well, that, puts more I mean, into the... Is how broken was Ned yeah. by what happened there, that he wants to rip down this tower yeah. so that fuck no like never and then again. To, to
0: yeah every one of them he had honor and respect for enough to to yeah. bury and give an honorable care and a memorial and they,
1: there. they said Rhaegar called it the Tower of Joy but for Ned it was just a bitter memory and he thinks that only two had lived to ride away Eddard Stark and the Little Cranic Men Howland Reed and the fact that Ned is dreaming this dream again after all these years, he thinks, can only bode ill. Like, it's probably yeah, not, yeah. not a good sign. And so, I mean, do you think, like, is that an omen? Like, is it? Um.
0: So I think omen's a little strong. I definitely think that that has to do with the fact that this is the first time he's experienced that kind of one-on-one combat. Like, with the, you know, I mean, I guess not one-on-one, but the outnumbered, because technically, if you think about it, he was kind of just the... The Arthur Dane, Gerald Hightower, and Oswald. With the three of them, four of them, it was Jory, uh, Will, Heward, and and him. So, versus all these Lannister men. So now he's on the opposite side of it. And so I think that between the the whole situation in general, the secrets, the promises he made, it's all just stirring up that with the pain, the milk of the poppy. So I don't think it's necessarily an omen as (laughs) a similar things that are conflicting that are causing him to have old past trauma fucking brought back up.
1: Well, Robert and Cersei arrive. Yeah,
0: Vanepool comes in, says they're there outside waiting, and Ned excuses everybody, brings... The Robert, the Robert, the The king, and Cersei. Ned
1: did not expect Cersei. That takes him by surprise. He notices that Robert had taken the time to dress and was already flush as fuck from the wine. And And he he also was carrying some. Cersei is looking dapper because she just does. Yeah, that's what she does. And that's her thing. And so Ned apologizes for not being able to get up, but Robert doesn't give a shit, and he offers Ned some wine. Ned says, a small cup because my head is still heavy from the milk and pop. And
0: Cersei... Jumps in here and says that he's lucky he still has a
1: head. Yeah. After what he did. Robert gives her a quiet woman and gives Ned the cup, asking if his leg is bothering him. And they go back and forth. Pycelle says it will heal, and Robert asks if Ned knows what his wife has done. And Ned says, I do. My wife is blameless. I gave the command. And Robert... I'm um, not pleased. I'm not pleased, (laughs) And Cersei jumps in again. By what rights do you lay hands on my blood? Who do you think you are?
0: The hand of the king. Charged by the king to keep the peace. And she interjects here. You were the hand of the king. But now... And Robert's like... Nah. Silence. Done.
1: And I am not pleased. I'm not pleased, <laughs> Ned. And so he asks, "Is this?" He asks Ned, "If this, is this how you keep the king's peace? Eight men are dead, and Cersei again. Nine, seven, and then she corrects to eight. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think in my book it was eight to nine. What in the world? Oh my God." What do we do? I don't know. How do we... many people died here? Yeah,
0: I kind of want to check and see which of us, if there are actually differences in the two. There's bugs, a
1: final. But... I thought there was a final count.
0: Well, because I thought it was seven had died, and then eight, because Tragar died that morning from his sustained injury, There's... the cleave to the skull from Ned. But I'm way ahead now. I don't. Yeah, no, my... I kind of want
1: to check this.
0: Listen to us sitting here doing fact checks and shit. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's Nate here from Brotherhood Without Manners. I'm just going to sneak in and tell you really quick about this sweet app called PodCoin. If you listen to podcasts at all, especially Brotherhood Without Manners, all you have to do is download this app, download our podcast, put in the code BROTHERHOOD, and you will get 300 coins. And you can spend those coins on all sorts of cool stuff, gift cards, donating to charity, whatever. So give it a try. Let us know if you like it. We really enjoy using it for our podcast listening. Uh, you can get free stuff, so why not take advantage of something you already do? Anyway, back to the episode.
1: Whoa, the books have
0: discrepancies. That's okay. We oh, can I lost my name that my little bar- part out if needed. No, that's more fun that way. Please. Yeah, we went
1: through and checked, and yeah, I was wrong. So it was seven men died, and the queen cuts in eight. Yeah. Dragar died this morning from the blow Lord Stark gave him. And Robert basically comes down to Robert just yelling, I'll not have it. Like he's done. with." Yeah, so then
0: now this, I think is probably the most important part of this conversation. And it's, it easily gets swept under the rug is that Ned, it was reported was returning drunkenly from the whorehouse.
1: Yeah. Robert, Robert tells him you will release the dwarf and you will make peace with Jamie. And Ned gets pissed and says, three of my men were butchered. Before me, because Jamie wished to chasten me. Am I to forget that? And that's when Cersei jumps in. And it, it's fucking slick as oil, man. Yeah. Lord Stark was returning drunk from a brothel when Lord Stark and his men attacked Jamie and his gods. Like, just. I And I, I have to believe that that's the first bit she's getting about the brothel part. Like, I don't think Littlefinger went to her, probably, because we know Robert talked to him later, but I don't think Littlefinger's really reporting to Cersei. I agree. So I think that that's the first she heard of it, and just immediately is trying to... Oh, a brothel, like, yeah. And so, yeah, and that, like, right there, you know, because we give Ned
0: a lot of shit for being naive and being dumb, but, like technically if robert fucking thought for a second he'd know ned you know who won't even say the name of the fucking bastards you know mother in front of him in private like isn't going to be going to a whorehouse yeah thing, yeah yeah but and it skews his fucking name across the city yeah like, well
1: even ned says that you know me better than that robert ask lord Bayla he was there And Robert says, I did speak to Littlefinger. He says he rode off to fetch the gold cloaks before any fighting began. Which is technically accurate. But admits you were returning from some whorehouse. And Ned says, some whorehouse? Like, what the fuck, Robert? I was seeing your daughter. I went to see your daughter, the one that her mother named Barra. So
0: can I just say that I'm the dumbass that just now put the connection to Barra? and baratheon. baratheon yeah yeah yep yeah, yeah. Um, okay I'm, well it was when i was reading it and yeah it, and i was like he was like bara what a can she and i was like what oh mm. oh i was like damn i'm dumber than robert yeah he caught it first son of a bitch yeah
1: uh, ned says that she looks like the one you fathered in the veil back when we were boys and i love it because ned's watching cersei as is oh yeah and he's it, he says that her face is a mask and reveals absolutely nothing. She's holding her shit together. He's not. So now any... I didn't write down the
0: quotes for the whole. Like God, it's a fucking good thing here with Cersei and her
1: lines. Well, Robert grumbles because <clears> he <throat> thought the girl had more sense, and Ned says that the girl's fifteen and a whore and you thought she was going to have more sense like this foolish girl is absolutely in love with you dude like yeah
0: and that's what i think he says she named
1: the baby because yeah cuz robert's like oh like is is the name Barra meant to please me like that's that's foolish she she shouldn't have done that and it's like she's 15 this is yeah, and she oh, and she's shit. a whore like she's forced to sleep with people which like he knows that cuz he E-views, well, that's it. Robert's so, like, a piece of shit. Yeah. Robert just got a 15-year-old fucking whore yes, pregnant. Exactly. Like, that's disgusting. Yeah, that's vile. And then, and then Robert cuts in with the, this is no fit subject for the queen's ears. And Ed says, well, her grace is not going to like pretty much anything <laughs> of what I'm about to say, because...
0: Well, he's a preparing right there to go into just what he's been doing i think yeah yeah he wants to lay it out Robert.
1: and so if she's there she's there but well he also says i'm told the kingslayer has fled the city give me leave to bring him back to justice and robert mills it for a second takes a sip of wine and says no and he says i want no more of this shit like he slew three uh he's what is it the three of your men and 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 you slew slew five five of of his. his Now it ends. And Ned asks, Is that your notion of justice? If so, I am pleased that I am no longer your hand. Which like fucking angry. Yeah, Ned. he's being fucking yeah. sassy. Which Robert shit. deserves it, because Robert's Absolutely. A being a piece of shit. Yeah. But now this is probably
0: I think when Cersei interjects. Cersei cuts in. With some fucking hard hitting lines. I love Cersei hard in this show. Hard lines.
1: If anyone had dared speak to a Targaryen the way he speaks to you. And Robert cuts in, do you, do you take me for Ares? And she gives it right back, I took you for a king. Jamie and Tyrion are your brothers by marriage, and the bonds we share. The Starks have driven off one and seized the other. This man dishonors you with every breath he takes, and yet you mill about and ask about his leg and offer wine. What a jape the gods have made of us, two! By all rights, you ought to be in skirts and me in mail. And Robert is purple nurple with rage right now. And he,
0: he hits a bitch. Yeah. He hits her. He
1: backhands her pretty savagely. And
0: she fucking takes it like a champ. She, fucking, she stumbles she go, she stumbles falls into and, a table and, but does uh, not cry out yeah and she brushes her hand lightly on her cheek
1: and it's a pretty nasty yeah mark. oh yeah and, and like, it's gonna cover a yeah. good portion of her face and she
0: says I will on wear it proudly
1: eh, like as a, as, a as a badge of, of honor.
0: honor and he says and it's a great line you have it written down because yeah. I don't, I
1: didn't quote it he says you'll wear it in silence or I'll honor you again and mean, again the show handled this scene. On point with the delivery of those lines. Obviously,
0: Robert's a fucking scumbag. The way he treats women is absolutely unacceptable. But god damn it, that's a funny line. No, I mean, and
1: that's these two. That's why these two are so volatile because neither one of them is going to give an inch. And when they're when their hackles are raised, like because and we learn in a second that Robert regrets hitting her, but. When they're fired up, yeah, both, both of them are fi- so headstrong yeah, that yeah, exactly. Cersei's not gonna give him the satisfaction, but she's gonna run her mouth more, yeah. and he—it's this. That's yeah. why they're just so bad together. <laughs> so uh, he Robert, for a guard, yeah, calls in a king, tells guard, that to... the queen is tired because, uh, as we learned at the start of the chapter, it's still night. It's so do you think that
0: this has anything to do with some Trant play later in the future, her, her getting, him getting her out of there.
1: Um... I I I don't, like, in what Well, I guess he doesn't. It's the Kettle Blacks set actually... Yeah, so it's the Kettle Blacks like she's getting her, all wrapped up.
0: Uh, and... Yeah, I suppose...
1: Because Mar- he he gets sent to the the Night's Watch, though, right? No, uh, that's Shannon Slint. Maren Tran... Oh, Tramp, yeah, I yeah, think, yeah, yeah, I think Maren Tran goes to fucking Bravo. Yeah, he does some, some sh- shit. Well,
0: because doesn't Arya kill him? I think that's just show. That's just, just show shit. Okay, so that's just maybe. Yeah. Yeah, well, fuck Maren Tran anyway. Fuck Maren Tran. So, anyway... I'll
1: look it up when we're done recording. But he sees the queen to her bedchambers and once she leaves Robert refills his cup and says do you see what she does to me Ned my loving wife the mother of my children (laughs) and Ned notices that all his rage is just gone now and in his eyes Ned sees something sad and scared and I think the scared is him realizing that he just struck Tywin Lannister's daughter
0: yeah and that she's cold and calculating herself and you know as this, cunning is, gonna, as she this is, she is gonna have ramifications yeah. This and Ned uh, cause he sits down and Ned tries to tell him I've got something I need to tell you I need to tell you like some shit
1: oh well like he gets into the cause Robert gets very melancholy here he says that he shouldn't have hit her that that it wasn't kingly, and that's what's wrong. That's what he sees as what's wrong with it is that it wasn't. Kingly. No, it's you just hit. wrong to. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just, you should not have hit a fucking woman. Like, yeah, not that it's not. Kingly. But he starts kind of like monologuing about some internal shit, and he starts asking, saying how strong he was. He could always win a fight, and he's like, "You remember Ned?" And then he's like, "But how do you fight someone that you can't hit?" And that. That fucking line jumped. That is Robert yeah. to a T. Like that's it. When you put him in King's Landing, how does he fight these enemies? That he can't just run up and swing his warhammer at. He doesn't know how. And then he goes in and says, "Rhaegar won. I killed him. Driving, I drove the spike through his black armor, through his but black heart. But he's in heart. the afterlife. Yeah, he's with still won, and he's got Lyanna. And
0: I'm stuck here.
1: And I've got her with Cersei. And I just, I think that monologue there is one like it's perfect too cuz this is the last time we see Robert alive. Well that's and it. And, he's and go finally off and that run. we
0: get the real that's who Robert is. Yeah. right if he's the kind of person he that he needs something to hit. He needs to hit things to solve
1: the problem that's if he it. can't then he doesn't know how to fix it. And he and that's that's our warning sign is that if you can't play the game you're done and Robert can't play and that's sort of where Ned is heading as well is you two are you wanna you wanna do it your way, but there's you have to play. You have to bend. Yeah, you have, you have to, to work by the way. And and Robert wants to hit things. Ned wants to just do the honorable route and it's just spelling doom. So it's such a good foreshadowing of Robert right. and Ned's right. future at the same time and I fucking love it. But you're right, yeah, Ned says that he wants to talk. Yes. But Robert waves him the fuck off yeah.
0: and says, After I get done on my hunting trip, we'll talk about it then. I'm leaving tomorrow for that. And we all know that that's not going to happen, that uh, he's going to die Yep. and get gored by a boar because little Lancel slips him something to drink. Little Roofie's in his wine there.
1: Ween, Um, in his ween. In his wean skein. So Ned (laughs) says that gods be good. I won't be here when you return from your hunt. You commanded me back to Winterfell, remember? And so Robert stands using the bedpost to assist him because he's quite drunk at this point. And he says the gods are seldom good, and he throws the pin back to Ned. The hand of the kingpin. And says, like it or not, you are my hand, damn you, I forbid you to leave. And Ned realizes, once again, that he's kind of got no choice here. Yeah, he and tells it... him not
0: to take it off. And so Ned mentions, well, what about the Targaryen girl? Mm-hmm. And Robert says, it's already done, drop it, Ned. Mm-hmm. Enough is enough. Can't put, And he tells him, put the pin on, it suits you. Yeah. And then... Well,
1: Ned asks, if... if... Uh, you want me to be your hand, why the fuck aren't you going to listen to me about the Targaryen girl, about anything? And Robert says, well, someone has to rule this damnable kingdom, and he tells him, put the pin on, Ned, it suits you, and if you ever throw it in my face again, I swear, I'll pin the damn thing on Jamie Lannister. And that's where Yo, we get the chapter closed. What an awful,
0: awful hand Jamie Lannister would so make at this I, point in his life. So, I
1: remember, like watching the when i was watching the show and even my first couple read-throughs i don't know why it didn't click i must have just been dense but i never really got why it was significant that he said jamie lannister until this read-through where i'm like yeah jamie just attacked him like that's like the one person who yeah, would like, piss that off the like, most right. but like I, I just never fucking got it that <laughs> robert was really just being a huge cunt right there and yeah, saying no, so. you have no choice or i'm gonna Everything up, so I don't have to ask
0: my normal question of did you like the chapter? What do you think of it? Because,
1: as we mentioned at the beginning, this is one of
0: the best chapters in Game of Thrones, yeah. Uh, the book that you know, the first book, here. It just
1: for me, it feels like this is one of the chapters that come a dream of spring when we're le- reading the last 10, 12 chapters. We're gonna get stuff about this again. This chapter specifically, the Tower of Joy and what happened. I just feel like that's such an overarching Yeah, and it was such a good,
0: you know, look. Because we did get some Tower of Joy stuff early on in Ned chapters Mm -hmm. earlier. In, like, Ned 2 and 3 when Robert was arriving in King's Landing. Or in Winterfell there. But, yeah, there was definitely a lot of fun stuff to see. So, do you have an inductee?
1: Yeah, uh... Mine's gonna go to Little Arya Stark for... Just doing what she needs to to handle things her way because I re- Grief is hard. Man. Yeah, like, and she's been dealing with a lot ever since heading south with Bran falling, the, the Dire Wolf, now Jory, and her. Like, you know, she just wants to train and do her little thing, and she's trying, and she's getting into trouble, and it's bullshit, and none of it's been really her fault. So the fact that she's. That's exactly how I expect Arya to handle something like, you know, just be quiet and kind of do it her own way. And so I really hope that she remains this good character, because even in Dance and Patreon, our Mercy chapter that we have, it starts to feel like things are going to start getting really dark for Arya, and that concerns me. In such me. a good way. In a good way, so. but I just I really hope she maintains this goodness of heart that she has here, because she is a good person. She does care about her friends and her family, and so I don't want her to lose that. So, Arya, I'm inducting you. I'm sure I've given Woo-woo. it to you Arya, yeah, she's made it before. But who's yours? Okay.
0: So, I'm giving mine to newly made Captain of the Guard, Alan. Mm. Um, because so he's got some some big shoes to fill, man. Jory Cassell, he's, you know, he's a the, the whole family loves this man like an uncle. He's like a he's like fucking Uncle Ben there, Aww. man. He's he's just a constant in their name, and so he's showing the due respect to the the position, ensuring that you know the. The things that Jory would be making sure is happening. The girls are safe, that the remains of the slain Northmen ha- are being taken care of in the proper manner, that the the house is being looked after as best as he can as the captain of the guard, so good for you for stepping the fuck up, Alan, yeah. and like, handling business while, while your lord is down, and you know... Good job.
1: While well, your lord still has business to be exactly, exactly. Doing. so
0: uh we have a couple inductees
1: from the Not So Silent Sisters. Yeah. Uh you go first with one of these them. These ones are great. I love these fucking inductees yes. this week. So uh Unsepta Brandy welcomes the one, the only Sir Arthur motherfucking Dane. Fanfare. Good Absolutely. Fuck yeah. I really, uh, She says, I really hope we get more insight into his character, whether it be in these books or prequels. That whole family is an enigma. Ashara Dane is one of the most fascinating characters, and we only get a glimpse into her life. I am all aboard the fucking Dane hype train. Yeah, Dane. no kidding. Ashara, uh, Ashara Arthur, the Dane, the Dane, the, Dane the, Dawn. Yeah, the, the origins of the Dawn. Sword of the, the Morning, sword, right, I was Legacy, say, yeah, the, I, all of it. Yeah. I love it. I'm in it. I'm, I want it. Space, I'm right Rock, here sword. with you uh especially i would have to say ashara dane i think she is one of the uh, most enigmatic and... i mean i don't have any specific preference i have so many little tinfoils i love to
0: to read about that whole family and the house and the sword and the the founding and all that shit so, so yes we uh, are yeah, on board with we the are
1: hype. so pumped to have sir arthur motherfucking dane in the sisterhood okay and i uh, unsept to afton would love
0: to bring in Cersei, but there'll be plenty of time for that later in chapter, in later chapters and in books. Instead, she welcomes Sir Oswell went solely for the iconic line, Woe to the Usurper if we had been. I mean, I get chills every time I read that line. The set of nads on that guy, am I right? You're right. You're fucking They're right. Absolutely. Yeah, right.
1: I uh That's I, one of the best lines about the, top, the 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 three of them. Yeah, like, I was, well, I was going to some... say
0: so first of all, I think that Oswald Trent is the most underrated of the three. Oswald Trent. Oswald. Oh, holy shit. Went. Uh Went, and Trent Rhyme. So I'm not, don't get on my case too hard about No,
1: that. I mean the, like, you're, com- basically, yeah, it's like a comparison off, yeah. to Oz, um, no. Oswald Went to Maron Trant. Like, yeah,
0: so Oswald not even went the same league. is the most underrated of those three. Gerald Hightower and Arthur Dane. I think and, he's just and, the least well, spoken well, of. And it's only because, it's the fucking white bull. Yeah. It's the fucking sword, sword, of, the sword of, the of the morning. Like, yeah. they are the, two of the most, Notorious. Notorious. Is that for bad people? You could be good, notorious, right? Notorious B.I.G. They were. I mean, (laughs) granted, if you're Ned, they could be notorious (laughs) B.I.G. Good. (laughs) So, they. He just had—he's standing in some shadows that are hard to match. So I'm yeah, glad that yeah. I'm glad you picked that Kingsguard of the three, especially because he delivered such a powerful line. Whoa, to the usurper! And I don't had, think that it's an untrue statement at any point. No, they—they
1: they, those three have the power to have shifted a battlefield. Three versus like,
0: seven, and two walked away. Yeah, two. So they handled fucking business. Awesome inductees as always. Thank you silent, not so silent sisters for sending those in as they always say, all men must die, but we are not men brotherhood is though. So feel free to send in your inductees to us as well. We always love hearing from you. We also love it. If you leave us reviews, ratings, all that on Apple podcasts where we are available on Spotify and Google podcasts and just about wherever you want to listen to us. Uh, what else do we like? We like to be reading emails from you without manners brotherhood at gmail dot com is where you can reach us there. Um, we usually respond pretty quickly. We
1: like things on the Twitter. Uh I'm I'm actually I've been getting some followers, so that's cool. Keep what? it up people. Yeah. No uh, kidding. At CarStark92 for me. Or you can reach us both at Manners Without on the Brotherhood Twitter. We're yeah. also on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Brotherhood Podcast.
0: Like we mentioned earlier, we have our Patreon episodes. We're adding more and more at all times. Uh, we're up to the decent Mercy episode there. That one's pretty good. It's yeah. a little... Little off the cuff. Speaking of off the cuff, we're in works for for a pretty big announcement potentially in the future. Next couple months, we're working on some stuff. You can not like leak the leak. Shit, yeah, I can the leak, 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 the, leak um, the leak. of the leak. There's brainstorming happening. You guys ever toss around an idea in your kitchen once? Yeah, we did that. Yep. Um, but stay it's tuned. Stuck, so, it's stuck.
1: So stuck. Uh, <laughs> join us next time. We're gonna be reading Catlin Seven, and that's gonna be Tyrion's trial by combat, which mm, should be good. Maybe we'll see a bad man fly Maybe we'll hear an obnoxious little shit We're scream. full spoiler
0: reread There's not going to be a bad man flying
1: That's true uh, <laughs> We will however get some really nice synergy Between Kat and Ned's chapters yeah, yeah. And again the not so silent sisters Afton Brandy That was a fucking yeah. amazing Spectacular point thing. to catch And I've never noticed that And so you blew my collective mind Which was the whole fucking point of starting have, this What podcast. do you have a fucking
0: hive mind? What? They blew your collective mind yeah what do you oh know? yeah like we, we are, are one legion. we are, we the are one join, join us go one fuck of us. off
1: Google gobble S- vala de Harris. peace